morning, good afternoon, and good evening to you all. This is the Business Day Spotlight, your destination for African business made simple. My name is Mbliwa Kavaza, and for today, we do get into um, an interesting discussion around procurement and specifically the rise of, uh, you know, procurement as a service. We seem to be in this uh, moment in business um, where so many operators and players are looking to get and or switch uh, to annuity-based business models of uh, you know some kind or another moving over to things like your subscriptions and uh, by now it seems that everything um, can be received as a service software um, you know as a service and um, I believe uh, you know even in the world of uh, cars we've also had um, you know people on this platform talking about having a car you know as a service so for today it's going to be an interesting one you know trying to understand what we mean by procurement um, as a service and to help us uh, to glean a little bit of insight into the trend what's happening uh, we are joined uh, by Leon uh, that's uh, Leon Stein who is um, you know over from uh, Dante Dio you know he's just going to be giving us uh, some insight um, because uh, they are a specialist IT sourcing and procurement firm and um, the last time that we spoke uh, to to Leon was a couple of uh, you know a couple of uh, months back and uh, that was around you know uh, procurement um, you know corruption and you know all of this stuff around procurement processes Uh, but for today we're looking at another aspect uh, of procurement to understand you know what else is going on you know from that point of view Leon, greetings to you again this year. Thank you, sir. And um, thank you for the opportunity. Uh, No, no. Thank you so much for being with us. Um, I think a good place for us to always start such conversations is maybe getting a sense of uh, Dante Dio. As I said, uh, you know, uh, you guys are uh, an IT sourcing and uh, procurement firm. Uh, Maybe you could just give us, uh, shed a little bit of light just around that uh, before we start today's discussion. Thank you so much, Dante Dio. As you said, it's a specialist IT sourcing and procurement firm. Uh, essentially, we we look at technology within the supply chain environment and uh, making sure that the transactions are, are efficient, cost effective, and optimized for, for our clients. And, and that's pretty much our focus areas is to ensure that those uh, um, benefits are derived through through technology. And if you look at the market uh, and what is being delivered the technology is becoming so much more pervasive in every facet of, of business uh, so we we take our role within this in- industry rather seriously um the last couple of years i've been seeing you know reports and we've been seeing it ourselves that more than 50 percent of goods being sourced have a technology uh, uh, component built into it an ip address so uh, making sure that you manage those risks is exactly what we set up for and designed for and understand it, making sure that you are your, your business is uh, sound and you can get the best out of it. All right. So now that we have a little bit of understanding around, um, you know, the areas that you're coming from and, uh, you know, the speciality that your firm has, procurement as a service, help us to understand what do we mean? 
um, when we talk about procurement as a service. Usually, um, as I said at the beginning, what we understand is a switch over to annuity-based income, subscription, um, you know, type of services. Once upon a time, I used to pay for software packages outright, you know, such as your Microsoft Office, but now you have Office 365 where you subscribe for the service as opposed to buying the software package outright. And that's been a big thing um, on the software side of things. But in your world of procurement, how is uh, the trend taking hold? I think it's important that we just understand what is procurement and more specifically procurement outsourcing. Um, Procurement, needless to say, plays a critical role within any organization, making sure that you have your goods on time um, at the best price in order to ensure manufacturing or services that you need to deliver. So taking that that concept, you have two choices essentially, either do it yourself in-house with a, a bunch of specialists that you employ, or you can outsource that. And th- that's pretty much the traditional model. You get specialist outsource procurement companies, uh, in the world, um, there are some of them are big players, uh, and they employ a lot of people. The difference between those those entities or, or those models and where we are heading uh, with procurement as a service is, is is utilizing those services in a in a utility manner so that you can ramp up and ramp down the skill sets that you need at a particular point in time. You know, when you need a skill that that looks at um, uh, technology, for an example, um, and you have a big project on the way that you can ramp up on that space. And if you, when you're finished with that, you can go into equipment, or, you know, medical equipment, for example. So it gives you access to highly skilled individuals. But, and this is the key with all of these models, is, is that it's, it's supported by technology and it's supported by intelligence. And when we talk about, you know, being supported by, you know, technology and being supported by intelligence, um, someone who's sitting in procurement right now, maybe sitting at uh, looking at uh, whatever the traditional uh, processes have been, part, um, and in particular, the outsourcing uh, components that you're talking about on an operational level. What what's changing? Um, you know, in in their world, uh, how does uh, the, the 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 relationship change between, let's say, your procurement department or manager, and um, let's say whatever the supplier is um, that uh, a company is interacting with? In one word, innovation. Companies are being forced to innovate and innovate very very quickly. Um, we've seen through the, the processes that we're involved in that more and more focus is being shifted from, from business onto procurement to enable innovation. <clears throat> organizations do not have the capacity today, and you know, more specifically manufacturing organizations are really struggling today um, to, to set up large R&D organizations that can look at you know, increased or improved production facilities, services, or, you know, they need to find ways of servicing customers a lot quicker. Um, and in that space, you know, what has taken hold in the world is is the concept of a lean startup. 
and large corporations, small corporations, all of them is, is focused on that. And they're looking for abilities to, to innovate, innovate fast. And ironically, also to fail fast. You do not want to spend a lot of money uh, in terms of your innovation. If it's not going to work, you need to know rather quickly, but you need to have the right environment. Procurement is an enabler in that space. And in procurement needs to set up that ecosystem of supply that enables you to innovate so that you can bring a team together in a rapid rapid manner, rapid sourcing process that will look at what you need to achieve, put the technologies together, um, do the innovation and see what is the difference that it makes. You know, gives it, does it give you a, a 10 times improvement, 50, 100 times improvement? What does it do to your, your bottom line at the end of the day? And procurement is increasingly responsible to put those things together. The problem with the traditional models, it's a slow model. It, you know, we do market research, we look at it, we look at vendor, what the vendors are doing. Um, you know, are they, uh, who's, who's involved in that? There's so many questions. There's, there's literally hundreds of, of checkpoints. In order to achieve that, you need an ecosystem that can give you that information at a glance and you can action it. Um, within a couple of days, a week or two, maximum three, four weeks. So you can put those things together so that you can focus on the innovation. If I'm understand, if I'm understanding you correctly, um, Leon, what we're saying is the fact that uh, in a lot of instances and cases, the trend is that a lot of companies um, either don't have the resources, you know, to fully build out um, a an agile, you know, type of procurement department of their own, um, or in certain cases, you know, um, the existing departments are too slow to sort of react, you know, to the market because, you know, when uh, when one thinks about and looks at procurement processes, uh, they tend to have, at least in a traditional sense, they tend to have uh, very long lead times. You know, um, you sort of plan out in certain cases a year you know, out in, out in advance, you know, for, for stocks of, you know, various products and items. Uh, but what you're saying is um, the innovation comes um, if you are using a specialist firm or, you know, uh, looking at procurement as a service, then you're sort of outsourcing and saying someone else will handle that. And instead of you spending time and, you know, long processes trying to find out where the market is, you simply go to a particular, um, you know, specialist and you say, listen, guys, this is what we what we need. And we probably have, uh, you know, a very short lead time. Can you get this for us? Um, and then and then they, you know, just handle everything um, on their end. Yes and no. Okay. The, the yes, the, the yes part is, yeah, you can. That, that is definitely one of the options that's available. Um, you can, you know, come to an organization like Dante Dion, where we have those individuals in the team that are focused on on particular uh, industry verticals, and we can we can we'll give you the intelligence. We'll we'll run the process, uh, and it's almost like a turnkey. You'll you'll what we like to call it solution sourcing. Um, 
you you tell us what what the need is that you have and you know why you want to do it we go out we come back and we give it to you however there's a different component to this as well that's it also sits under the procurement as a service banner and that's partnering with a a, a technology provider that gives you access to that information and you utilize your own individuals um your your own team to to source that information and work through Let's call it the platform. You know, we all know platform uh, businesses uh, like Uber, as an example. Um, it, it gives you access to a variety of service or, or a variety of service providers uh, close close by or far away, depending on where you are, whether you're in South Africa or Europe. It's, it's a unified global platform that you can utilize. The, the procurement is a service component in certain respects gives you the same capability, gives you the same access. You know, if you need people, you can source it from there. The, the key here is, is that, that those platforms aren't generally just one platform. There's a multitude of them. It depends on whether it's services uh, that you're trying to source, whether it's um, your MRO, your maintenance, repairs and, and operations environment, um, it depends on uh, you know whether it's logistics, uh, direct or indirect spend for you. So there's so many factors, and there's 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 a whole host of these platforms that you can utilize from a business to business perspective, and you need to figure out which one is right for you if you do that um, from a business perspective. Okay, I think that gives us a little bit uh, you know a little bit of clarity just around you know what you mean. And I think, you know, tied to that then uh, then becomes, okay, someone is listening and they say, okay, fine, I think Leon is onto something. And I think, uh, you know, we as a business are going to look into doing something like this. It sounds like it's something that's practical and something that we could possibly benefit um, around. Implementation-wise, what are the things that people need to be, um, I guess, taking into consideration? Because I'm pretty sure... Uh, that there's a lot to consider, you know, around trying to find um, the right, you know, uh, service providers, the right suppliers, and, you know, uh, getting firms or um, service providers that at least understand, you know, what it is you need and then that can actually uh, source it on your behalf, you know, in the way uh, that you needed to time frames, you know, all of that. Um, so from, you know, your point of view, just some guidelines around implementation. Well, again, I think when you start with this process, you need to ask yourself, um, what is the need that I'm trying to fulfill? And I want to be absolutely clear. You need, if you are a, a, a large organization, you need to make sure that you keep the crown jewels safe. Um, and when I say the crown jewels, I mean that strategic component. Uh, I don't think you can relinquish that just to anybody or everybody um, that's out there, even if it is on a marketplace. So you need to be absolutely clear in terms of what portion do you want to do that? Some ideas that, that I can put forward, you know, for people listening is look at repetitive stuff. Uh, look at your tactical sourcing environment where, you know, it's stuff that you need to buy regularly every time. However, there is risks in the market, i.e., you know, um, you need a, a, a a variety of suppliers in order to ensure that you get it. Um, so that that would be the, one of the components that you need to look at. A, a secondary component 
would be to say how how much or how deep do I want to go? And again, um, I would look at uh, indirect, the indirect categories, marketing, IT, uh, professional services, HR, those types of categories in this space uh, and identify, you know, a, let's call it a, a test run so that you can, you can get your hands on the right marketplace or the right vendor uh, that can support you in that space. And then what, what I tell most of my clients is start small, but with definite steps. Um, don't don't try a big bang approach. It just won't work. Um, identify two or three environments. Then start with that. And as you get comfortable with this, because it can be daunting, uh, you you grow it. You know the best example I've I've heard. It's uh, it's it's like buying something from Take a Lot, but 20 years ago, people were bloody scared of doing it. Um, and today we all do it. This is where we're heading with procurement as a service. It's having that ability to bring things together, um, but you need to make sure that you, you, you it's a focused environment um, in that, that, that you can utilize. If you're a big company though, and it depends on your budget, you can look at other technologies. Um, there are there are a number of 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 marketplace um, service providers out there, both big and small, that that you can utilize with within your supply chain, bringing that in and setting up analytics around it. So it really depends on your budget, but my suggestion would be on, in general focus uh, on a particular set of commodities or, or categories and and you know start start small with repetitive transactional kind of procurement environments. Okay, I think that, uh, you know, certainly helps us to understand things from that point of view. And I like the fact that you do bring up, uh, I, I guess, the inherent, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? That inherent, uh, I'm going to call it fear, um, or at least, uh, you know, trying to, you know, assess, you know, or hesitation rather. Um, to some of these uh, newer things. I guess this is why we tend to talk about um, early adopters in the market versus uh, the herd and all of that. So from that point of view, it does make sense that you know there will be those that are skeptical and a bit hesitant initially whenever uh, a new way of doing things does come about. Um, and I think, you know, most of the time, part of the fear is that uh, people have, you know, a lot of things that they think about risks and all of this stuff. And whether we like it or not, there are, in, there are risks that do come about, you know, when you are looking at the, you know, new ways of doing things, new models and the like. And um, I wanted to maybe get your thoughts um, around uh, the possibility of, um, you know, um, corruption or, you know, ways in which uh, bad actors could take advantage of a system like uh, the one that we're talking about right now, procurement as a service, because uh, the last conversation we had uh, with you, Leon, was around procurement and, you know, corruption in some of the procurement processes. Does a system like uh, procurement as a service work to uh, perhaps mitigate um, you know, some of those corruption factors or, you know, or in certain cases, maybe introduce new 
um you know corruption factors you know in there i'm not sure you know um if there's been enough time you know to assess something like that um you know what are you seeing um i i definitely see benefit i definitely see benefits in um, procurement as a service in terms of corruption but in in the same token on the horizon i also see risks coming through for corruption and and let me elaborate in in terms of the benefits you you sit in you sit with information and you know one of the key things to combat corruption is information and taking out the the let's call it the people component of it uh, especially if you do e procurement uh, as part of your strategy uh, or utilizing e-procurement within that procurement as a service. So it's almost like automating it and you take the, the person component out of it. So there are definitely advantages. Uh, further, even if you utilize an organization that have a, a people a people component to procurement as a service, like we've discussed earlier, you know, there is the, the relationship um, is is segregated from your, your payment process to a large degree. You know, the person that puts it together is, does have, have no control over the payment component. Uh, so there is there are certain mechanisms that brings that benefit together. You know, they, they run it. There's no there's no pressures that can't be uh, intimidated to make certain decisions uh, just because they do it for a lot of uh, a lot of individuals. And keep in mind that these procurement as a service models uh, is is not unique or, or aligned to a single organization. It is uh, it, it functions almost like a help desk uh, if you use the people component. So you, you'll you'll place you'll place an order for for a contract, for lack of a better word, uh, with a, with an individual. They'll go out. They they'll do the deal. Come back to you, uh, and you'll place the the actual purchase order and process the P two P process, the procure to pay process will kick in. So there's advantages. There's a little bit of distance between um, the organisation and and who actually put put it put the deal together. However, like putting your finger into a dike, um, I sometimes think that you know when we do this, we open there's, there there could be other avenues uh, that that opens up for criminals and um and I, and, and although I don't, I've not seen it come through. I've been thinking about it because we are focused on, you know, combating corruption uh, in the market. I've been thinking about it a lot. And one of the things that I'm that I'm, that I'm concerned about is, you know, if you put these deals together, um, and and you utilize individuals that 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 do it and the marketplaces. Creates the opportunity. I almost want to call it a, for a syndicate in, in the back end to to come up with with um, a channel through which you have to work. And I think we need to be absolutely clear that when you put these marketplaces together, that that you, the road from you as the customer to the supplier need still needs to be absolutely transparent um, and it can be done please don't get me wrong that, that that's one of the advantages of procurement as a service it brings a degree of transparency but it also anonymizes it and therefore you need to be clear 
in terms of that aspect, who's doing what. The key thing behind this for me is, is and uh, and I'll use an example, you know, people that put lists of, of individual uh, personal information together and then sell it into the market. Um, I'm con personally concerned that with procurement as a service that people are putting lists together of products and then they create syndicates in the back end that sort of extort the vendors in terms of making sure that, you know, they, they get a piece of that pie. Is it a reality? No, I've not seen it. Is it a possibility? I do think so. And, you know, given that we're at the starting point of, of procurement as a service, you know, it's only about two, three years old from what, what I've seen and for us as an organization as well. Uh, it's something that I think we need to be cautious of. And we need to make sure that transparency throughout the supply chain still remains key in this, this, this process. So transparency throughout the supply chain needs to remain key. That's been it, you know, very fascinating conversation about uh, what's going on in the procurement space. Um, you think about, you know, procurement as a service, and uh, it, it's one of those things where um, companies are looking to say, you know, how can they, you know, best... Um, best implement uh, procurement processes, you know, that allow them to go to market, um, you know, with certain, uh, you know, products or stock items, you know, at a faster rate or, you know, sourced more efficiently uh, than they would themselves. And, uh, you know, Leon just talking about some of the innovation uh, that has been uh, that has been coming through. Uh, it's a still, you know, NASA is still an early trend. Uh, he says about two to three years, um, you know, that uh, people have been you know going down this journey and uh, you know going forward uh, it looks like uh, there's likely to be a lot of growth uh, that's firstly but also at the same time we did talk at the end there about some of the possible risks um, you know he highlights for example you know the fact that uh, you know when you're doing something and uh, you know outsourcing to a third party uh, there tends to be uh, an information sharing aspect uh, of some sort that comes into play and that you know uh, carries a risk you know on uh, on one side but transparency and actually just monitoring to see what's going on um, will be uh, a good way for people for procurement managers or companies uh, to at least you know help to mitigate um, some of those risks for now you know things are still a bit nascent um, you know on that end but you know, like anything else that starts off very well, um, there they can be some abuse of the system. And rather than expecting that there'll be no abuse of the system, you'd rather be expecting, you know, some something to happen. And it's better to be prepared, you know, for, for that, uh, you know, type of risk. And then also, you know, talking about uh, some of the key things to consider um, when it comes to implementation. Um, you know, uh, trying to at least vet out to make sure uh, that you get the right types of suppliers, but also at the same time making sure that it's the right fit, uh, you know, for your organization and the things that you are trying to do. So that's been it for this, uh, you know, uh, discussion around uh, procurement. You know, where do we see things going um, in the future? We will likely be, um, you know, looking 
more and more into um, this industry uh, because it is very important how um, goods are sourced, you know, between different organizations, uh, different market players, um, you know, and the like. So that was us. We were talking to Leon Stein, who is the CEO of Dante Dio. They are a specialist IT sourcing and procurement firm. Leon. Uh, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you so much and uh, all the best of luck to, to you and your listeners. This is Mudiwa's Tech. Very interesting uh, trend that's uh, being noted there. And, uh, you know, talking to um, Leon uh, off-air, um, he was actually saying that um, there's been quite a bit of take-up um, when it comes to this uh, type of business model in places like the US and Europe, uh, but not so much in South Africa. And uh, in his opinion, uh, this could actually be something that would be good for procurement um, in the local in the local market particularly um you know for government so you know let's see how things you know develop uh, you know from that point of view um going forward it will be interesting to see how the model does um develop um everything as i said it appears to be as a service if something doesn't seem or appear to be core uh, to your business there appears to be service providers now uh, that are willing to take on you know some of those uh, you know business processes on behalf of businesses so it will be good there will definitely need to be a huge element of trust in terms of implementing you know something like this just to mitigate uh, some of the risks that were brought up during uh, during the conversation and then going forward uh, we wait to just see hopefully you know people will be able to come up with mechanisms that uh, help to mitigate you know some of the potential risks that we did um, you know identify such as uh, you know the information sharing and the like how do you just make sure that you get the right fit the right types of people and you make sure that they don't abuse um, you know the system but if uh, abuse is to happen how do you make sure that you at least minimize the impact um, you know of that abuse in the system. And that's been it for this edition of the Business Day Spotlight. Remember that you can find our latest podcast on Business Live. That's under the podcast Business Day Spotlight tab on Twitter. We're hashtag BD Spotlight. And remember that you can review and subscribe for free on iono.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, or wherever you choose to get your pods casted. Thank you to our amazing team. Our producer is Paige Muller. I've been Mudio Gavaza of the Business Day and Financial Mail. And this has been another edition of the Business Day Spotlight which is a multimedia live production. So for myself and the rest of the team, it is a good evening, good afternoon, and good morning.